the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! Rocking the world with LinkedIn. We are really, really rocking today. We're going to be rocking a la Indianapolis, a town that I love so much. And my good buddy, Sean Sullivan, brought a wonderful guest to us here. Trezene Atkins, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Gosh, I really enjoyed chatting with you beforehand. Uh, we, uh, we are one in so many ways. And uh, um, we also complement very well a lot of the things. I have more and more questions I want to ask you, but your legal degree out there is something we don't have in common. That is something that you got that I don't have. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it would have been so useful over the years to have had something like that. How did that come about? Are you naturally that way? Um, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer as soon. I think by the second grade, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and uh, I was pretty much very determined to do that from that point on. And so when I finished high school and college, it was straight to law school. That's just what it was. No one could tell me anything different. <laughs> well, you know, going through that period of time would have been so different if I knew what I, where I was going to head it and stuff. Um, that that would have that changed things a whole lot. I ended up going to engineering school, and here I am, not an engineer. Not. <laughs> um, it's okay. Uh, I don't practice much anymore either. Yeah, well, the concept of practice is interesting, right? You know, doctors practice, but they're not really practicing, are they? You know what? Not so much. Not so much anymore. You know, they should be doing it, not practicing. And I think that's probably in the, <laughs> in the law, law area as well. Um, you, you work in PR, and, um, and I think uh, PR is one of the coolest things. The spin, uh, I used to watch uh, Spin City, so the idea of spin. Oh, don't say that. I used to watch it, and and you know it's a bad, it's a it, it's a comedy, okay. And Michael J. Fox <laughs> is something that people say. I always reminded them of Michael J. Fox. They used to say that. Uh, so uh, um, you know, in 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 terms of spin, you know, there's positive spin, and there's crisis. And yeah. uh, and and I got yeah. that I got that from you. Crisis, crisis management. Um, how do how do how do you kind of get into that? Um, you know, at the time of a couple of things where, you know, I, my legal experience was really dealing with intellectual property issues, um, when people infringe on people's brands and all of that good stuff that helps to build a good brand. Um, and my actual undergrad degree is in communication studies, um, particularly in how people present themselves to the public in sending and receiving messages. And so, over time, even though I was practicing law as far as protecting people's intellectual property and, and brand assets, over time I realized that I was really performing a PR function <laughs> in solving people's crises when they happened online or 
when they found their brand in crisis because someone did something silly. Um, and so that's kind of how I fell into it. It wasn't something that I decided in the second grade, like law school, and then knew I was going to do it. It just one day I woke up and realized I'm no longer really operating a law firm anymore. I'm operating a crisis management and strategic communications firm. Wow. Was there, was there a, a fork in the road or a litmus point or, a, or a, something that, 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 that turned on a dime and said, I need to do this or I'm, I need to you know, revamp or, or that, that first customer or something that kind of sparked it? Yeah, there were a couple of things. I think the two biggest ones was, one, I went to a, a PR conference. I was a speaker at a women in PR conference and was talking to them about legal issues. And then I ended up having to be a speaker at one of the larger um, bloggers, national bloggers conferences and was sitting in a room with these people going, oh my gosh, I, I've been labeling what I do incorrectly <laughs> based on just being a part of a different a world, sitting with them over a couple of days. And not to mention ABC has their hit drama show, Scandal. Um, I think that is about to start season three or season four which is about a lawyer who has a communications background who ends up doing crisis management. And I watched this show and I said, that's me. And I had no idea that I was calling it the wrong thing. So that was truly a fork in the road as I'm watching Netflix, watching myself on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it just, just like um, uh, Back to the Future, I see myself there. You know, McFly, McFly, you see yourself sometimes in, <laughs> in a... In, 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 in the tube somewhere. Um, when I watch John Oliver on TV now, or uh, even a little bit of Colbert, um, I go, that's me. You know, that, that's my word. You can't use that. Um, where, where, do, where does LinkedIn to come into play for you? LinkedIn for me is one of the greatest tools ever because it provides the world like a really great snapshot of who you are before you ever get to even talk with someone. It's funny, someone on Twitter said, what is the purpose of LinkedIn? And I, I responded with like 400 question marks and exclamation points. Like, what do you mean what's the purpose of LinkedIn? Um, it's such a great way to present yourself to the world professionally. Something that I don't think, um, you know, something like Facebook does very well. But then the other benefit of LinkedIn is, is that you get to tap into groups of people um, that you otherwise probably would never get the chance to interact with um, because maybe they don't live where you live or, you know, you just never would have met them. I've made great connections um, from LinkedIn. And it also kind of gives you a way to kind of keep up on what everyone's doing professionally um, so that, you know, you have an opportunity to reach back out to them and say, hey, you know, I saw that you got this promotion or that you're doing this thing that's so cool. And it, it just really helps you to connect professionally in a way I don't think ever existed before. I, you know, it, it's a, you mentioned about how to keep track of people and stuff like that. You also mentioned a little bit about how to, how to find people and all. And uh, I agree. I think groups are a great way to find people you never would have found anyway. And you're doing it under the guise of something that you sort of have in common. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are there particular groups that you found useful for you? Um, bloggers network groups are useful for me um, because the blogger community um some of the services that I provide really, really help them. And so by tapping into those networks, um, it kind of leads you to other places 
So different bloggers conferences, because huh? in my industry, it's important to know media and journalists and bloggers are journalists. It's also important to know brands and who's representing those brands and brands always go to bloggers conferences because they're looking for relationships for people to write about them and do reviews and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you get to find out about conferences, meetups, um, popular hashtags that people are using to have chats on Twitter. You just find out so much stuff in those groups that you just wouldn't really find anywhere else. Well, uh, there have got to be some PR disasters that happen with regard to blogs. Someone mm -hmm. said something about somebody somewhere. I was victimized one time um, um, by somebody who, who just decided, you know, they were going to they were going to take me on. In fact, that's their whole blog was about how they, they, they find, try to find hypocritical things. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I got, I got, I got, I got pinned down, um, because I put the dates of some things in my profile that were not accurate. So, um, that I've been blogging, uh, I'm sorry, I've been, uh, uh, tweeting actually since 1990. And if, you know, if you kind of run the dates, you know, that doesn't work real well. <laughs> um, but at the, at the time, the only way to, to put things in certain orders on LinkedIn was to change the date. You know, if you wanted if, right. if, and I didn't want Twitter to be the most current thing. I had other things I wanted to put in front of it. So I put the mm -hmm. date, you know, 1990 to push it down, and I got called out for it. And it was a big eye-opener for me. Um, I found a workaround um, before LinkedIn came up with their workaround, which is called, you know, reorder. And uh, the workaround was that I, I, I put the date, you know, back 1990. I didn't change that. But the, the description at the very beginning, I put actual dates equals at the beginning of the description. So I, so I did a CYA, you know. Right. It, it was too late. Didn't matter. You know, the screenshots were there on the blog and all this controversial stuff came right. up, the firestorm right. of people and, and stuff. And uh, it didn't matter the, the reason for it because, you know, that was buried in the, in the, in the stuff down below. The big line up front with the little with the little story was, you know, look at this. Right, yeah, been tweeting since 1990. You bet, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I wanted to do something there. Heck, if I'd have known you there, we might have done something. <laughs> Could you have gotten so me out of that one somehow? You know, the thing about online crisis reputation is that you know, sometimes, you know, people just take the, the smallest thing and just really run with it. And then, you know, they something adds more fire to it and it just, you know, goes all, all over the place. One of the more popular presentations that I make to, you know, bloggers with regards to managing brand and brand crisis is when keeping it real goes real wrong. And it just <laughs> causes so much uh, chaos, um, you know, with, with them and their blog and their brand. And, the thing with with managing crisis is that when it happens, you just really don't have too much time to think. And so it's so important to kind of ahead of time plan for those types of things. Now, granted, there's always going to be damage that's going to be done, but at least you can mitigate that damage if you've thought about it before. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Well, what's the first thing if you see something, you know, where you're let, let's just say it's a legitimate something um, that you can gripe about. So someone has wronged you. Okay, you've been wronged in a blog or wronged in a, I don't want to say a tweet because that's a little harder, but wronged in something that's fixable. So if a crisis comes up, for example, my little example out there, what, what should I have done? What, what, what's, the, what's the first step that you do, you know, to, to put out the fire or, to, or to, to, to stop the bleeding 
what what would you have advised me? You can go back in time. You know, this is a a real situation. It's not fictitious. Not that we're going to be able to do anything about it now. First things first, you got to figure out, do your key audiences care? Do they even know about it? Do they care? I think one of one of the I think the biggest principle in crisis management is that stuff happens, but it's more likely to be escalated on the you know the mistakes or the actions of the people who are involved with the blog or the brand. So you got to figure out, yeah, this happened, but what do your key audiences think about it, and do they care? So your key audiences, if you're a blogger, would be any sponsorships that you have, advertisers that you have, and then, of course, your readers, the people that you're influencing. If they don't care, then leave it alone. If they don't even know about it, just leave it be. But if they do voice a little concern, then it's important to address those key audiences. That's what crisis management is about. It's not about anything else. It's about knowing who your key stakeholders are, who your influencers, who you're influencing, and getting the information to them so that they're like, oh, I got it. And then they move on. I get it. Don't bring more attention to it, right? No, Maybe nobody noticed and it'll just go unnoticed and get pushed down by the next post and the next one, the next one. Something it's of such It's all about nature. do they care. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, you know, we got to take a break here, actually. And, and uh, we're only half done. We get to play some more. Uh, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it. I want to know more about you personally. We'll talk a little bit more business. But I, you know, I, I, I'm sensing that, you know, since we're rock the world with LinkedIn. We got to talk about music a little bit when we get back from the break here. So Brasco, bring in a little bit of music. We'll come back in just a few minutes after we hear from our sponsors. Find out more from Trace and A. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Rock the world with LinkedIn continues only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Well, wow, that first half was so fun. I can't wait to get going again. We, we dropped off when we were talking about crisis management. I had a, a relevant story. You know, Very often I have guests on the show that I don't have a relevant story, and I, I did in this case here. Um, uh, our show is Rock the World with LinkedIn. You know, that implies a little bit on the, on the music side. And in, in talking before the show, we found out a few little things like, well, your, your son's a little music man. He is. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> um, especially, especially, did I hear that he's a drummer? He is a drummer. He is a drummer. I can tell you when, actually when I was pregnant with him, I was driving and I have this tweet on Twitter for proof. I was driving and it was like a Mickey Ficky mix or something that came on the radio. I was playing Notorious B.I.G., the late rapper, and would had a huge bass line. And inside of my womb, I promise you not, he was kicking to the beat. And I recorded it on Twitter, like, oh, my God, you won't believe what's happening. And so when he was born, he was six months old. I saw him keeping time, clapping in church. Not the clapping because you see other people clapping, but really on top of that beat. And so I knew right then that I was raising a percussionist. And I couldn't have been more happy as a undercover musician vocalist. It made me ecstatic. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, you're going to have to have a, a a padded room somewhere, aren't you? You know, his drum set is in uh, the garage, and I actually can tune it out very well. I, it's almost like I, I don't even hear it. So he just has at it. We turn on, you know, YouTube or music where he can hear it, and he'll just imitate it. Have at it, kid. Do what makes you happy. <laughs> Are the neighbors able to tune this out as well? I don't think they hear it. <laughs> All right, good. You're in a good spot. You got a little <laughs> bit of buffer there, don't you? Um, just so our audience can get a good picture of this, how old is your son? Um, he is almost four, before in September. That really paints the picture. I think our audience might have been thinking about something else here. So imagine where that's going to go, right? Um, hey, mom, I support him. Oh, I, I totally picture this. I have a very good friend who's a drummer. He played a uh, he played with Pat, Tra Pat Travers Band and some others. Uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, um, the Monkees, no less. When they wow. Um, wow. And uh, I was at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And I went for, uh, I, uh, in the program in 2010, you, you, you play on Friday, Saturday, Sunday in, in practice sessions. And then lo and behold, you get up in the Fillmore and, and, and play. And uh, Sandy Gennaro is the drummer. And he and I became really good friends. I have both LinkedIn, Facebook. 
Um, I've done some work for him, and he moved to Nashville. So, um, hey, uh, by the way, Nashville, that's the place. Okay. Yes, I know. Na- Music City. Center, center of the world. Um, he was in San Francisco prior, and now he's in uh, – now he's in, uh, in, in Nashville, and, and that's where the, the world is. And um, I'll tell you, there, in, in practicing for three days, the, the biggest thing for me was drums. I mean, I, I, I can still hear those drums. You just can't tell the drummer to, you know, hit a little softer, could you? <laughs> Don't go so far. You know? the, guitar, the guitar players can turn it down. Um, um, the vocalists can turn it down just a little bit. Um, but they're, you know, just like horns. You just can't, can't play the trumpet a little softer. Nope. That sort of thing. So what, what are you going to do to kind of court this? How are you, how are you going to take this uh, little, little, little man and turn him into a, uh, something, something more? You know, we are planning to start lessons for him so that he can actually get formal instruction. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, he's a, I've learned that he's a tactile learner. He'll watch and then he'll do. So um, I'm pretty heavily involved in the gospel music industry here in Indianapolis. Um, and so, you know, I'll, especially, you know, at church, I'll let him sit on the side where the musicians play so he can watch. And sometimes it's a hassle because he thinks he can play on Sunday mornings. And it's hard to tell a four-year-old, it's not your time. <laughs> yeah. um, Give him a cowbell. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's just my anxiety levels just went with the cowbell. <laughs> no, um, we've, so we've never discussed these topics on on the show here, so this is really interesting. We've never discussed you know <laughs> young children playing and stuff. And our show, you know, people on our show can can appreciate this. So, you know, whether it be guitar, drums, or whatever. A lot of folks on our show have kids who, are, who who play. So, what advice do you have you know along the way here and go beyond drums? Okay, think more generically as a parent. You know, I, I think that there's a number of things that parents are supposed to do. But I I think that one of the the top priorities of a parent is to figure out what your children's gifts are and nurture the heck out of them. Um, I think there's something to be said for, you know, some of the children that were children that we see in the paper or, or, or watch on TV when they're grown and they, you know, have mastered something and they've stuck with it. And I, I think that's really due to parental involvement in just nurturing their child's gifts. I have a 13-year-old too. Well, she'll be 13 on, on Sunday. And her thing is theater. And she's really good at the Broadway type of theater, singing. So it's my job to go find every opportunity I can find, you know, so that someone who's done it before can train her to be, you know, better each day. So, you know, by the time she finishes high school, you know, those things are nurtured. Now go to the next level to continue nurturing that. I I think that's one of the top three jobs of a parent is to to nurture that. Because I think some of the issues that we have with our youth today are because people and their, maybe their parents just don't really take the time to nurture their real talents and gifts. Well, like exposing your children to, to many things, I guess, is one of the things we do as a parent. My son is, it, is 16, and, you know, same, same sort of thing, right? Oh, same thing. You're right. You've got to expose them to so many things because how will you know <laughs> if your, your kid can play the drums if they've never, you know, been around, you know, music? You know, how will you know if your kid is good at, is good at theater and drama if, you know, you've never allowed them to go be a part of something or taken them to see one? You've got to expose them to as much as you can, but you also have to watch because I think if you watch long enough, you'll figure it out. 
You know, a trip to the record store uh, to listen to records is one is an eye-opening experience. I recently did this with my son, and we kind of I, I was kind of kind of taken aback by the kind of music that that he was interested in. Very often, our children are interested in the music that we're interested in, and they go, "God, Dad, I like that," or "Gee, Mom, you know, who is that?" <laughs> That's so funny because just yesterday we listened to the radio at home and I think Al Green's Love and Happiness came on and my daughter said, what song is this? I like this. This this is good. It's kind of churchy. <laughs> I just burst out laughing like it's Al Green. <laughs> it shows that there's a lot of music that's timeless. Um it if is. you're if you're growing up right now as a as a teen, uh, even 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 a preteen and you're going to play guitar, you're not going to play Jay-Z. No, you're not. It's ACDC, it's the it's the classic stuff. Um uh, and and actually if you if you get into rock band and guitar hero and stuff, those are all based on that that kind of stuff. I'm a I'm a rock bander a little bit. Um uh, on, on on Guitar Hero, the simplest song is "Slow Ride," mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's where it starts. And frankly, I never really graduated beyond it. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty good at "Slow Ride," but that's a, that's the lowest level song. You know, I'm a singer. I'm not a I'm not a player. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Hey, what's it like in Indianapolis? So what's the music scene like there? You know, it, it could be better. It's not terrible. But it could be better. There was actually an article that came out maybe on, in the Indianapolis Star maybe six to eight months ago that was actually giving suggestions on how we could improve our live music scene. And the overwhelming consensus was if we just had a place to go that we knew live music was going to be there all the time, you know, every day of the week, then I think it would really help us thrive. Um, but it's not bad. I live... Um, in downtown Indianapolis, and there's a live jazz club uh, downtown uh, that I visit pretty frequently so I can just hear live music. Um, and they usually have jazz, soul, uh, maybe some blues. Um, that's my favorite spot to go because I have really cheap beverages. <laughs> but it, it's one of those lovely spots that have just really endured in the downtown area. But it could be better, but it's not terrible by any means. We are on the same page. Live music and cheap beer is is, is what drives my behavior. Um, I'll bet I'll bet it for in your case is maybe maybe not beer. You're a little more sophisticated than I. <laughs> you know, I like to keep it simple and fresh. There you go. Wow. Well, gosh, we're running out of time here, but I I have enjoyed this so much, and we got into some really interesting topics that we've never covered before that I think our audience is going to really benefit from. You know, we're, we have parents and. And, and, and parents who listen to music and, and the intersection of these things here. Parents who have kids who, you know what, picking up something now and then. You know, they're, you know my, my son played French horn for a while and figured out that wasn't for him. And now he's off trying to figure out what, it, what he's going to play next. You know, French horn's just not cool. No, it's not, but it's so necessary. It is. It, it, it just gets you involved. You know, and, and like we talked about getting, exposing our children to, to multiple things to figure out what's right for them. Um, I, I think you did a really great job in educating our group here. And frankly, you're just so darn interesting. Oh, I thanks. How do people reach you? How do you want people to reach out to you? I mean, if someone's going to go, how do I find out more? Go, go ahead. Let, let, let folks know where, where that's best. If you want to find out more about uh, my company, Ignis, you can go to contactignis.com. That's contact, I, G is in George, N is in Nancy, I-S.com. 
and you can actually click the little red button on the side of that page to actually put a date and time in my calendar so we can, you know, talk. Um, if you're a blogger or, you know, have a social media platform or influence and kind of want to know more about how I work with bloggers and, and those who are influencers, you can go to TresineAtkins.com. That's a little bit more about me personally. Um, and my name is T-R-E-Z-A-N-A-Y, Atkins, with a T, dot com. You couldn't have done that any better. That is beautiful. You are really into PR because you had that down so well. It's almost <laughs> like you push the F1 key on the keyboard. And it just flows out. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was funny. No, that, yeah, I think you're a, you're a hoot. So, uh, <laughs> hey, our audience is going to love this, and it's going to be available uh, for replays as well at rocktheworldradio.com. So uh, we, we air on Mondays, uh, Monday evenings, and uh, – our, our, our radio archives, rocktheworldradio.com. We're part of webmasterradio.fm, and my producer is Brasco, my loving, jamming, wonderful producer is Brasco. Uh, hey, sir, Brasco, bring us away with something really nice and sweet for Tracy A, okay? More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Bubblefast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate Bubblefast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. Bubblefast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at bubblefast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubblefast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubblefast. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. 
Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Well, Rock the World with LinkedIn, and we are doing expert segments with Ralph Farsi from Achievers. Ralph and I are good buds. We are concert buds as well as, uh, boy, inside sales buds. We're, we're, we got it all going on, don't we, Ralph? We sure do. Rock and roll. How you doing, Mike? Rock and roll. Absolutely, buddy. Uh, hey, I want to focus on in this one on, on how we deal with a bad apple, with someone on the team that, that's, that's not positively contributing to everyone else. One is, you know, Debbie Downer, if you call it, or someone who's coloring outside the lines more than a little bit. How do we either, how do we find them and how do we segment them and what, how do we deal with them? I mean, do they come or go or get converted? You know, I'm just going to kind of let you work with that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, they're, they're not our favorite things to deal with. Um, more often than not, they kind of sort themselves right out of the organization uh, if they don't get their act together. Typically, somebody who's walking around whining and complaining, uh, they're focused way too much on themselves and not on A, others, B, the prospects, C, the outcome. And as a result, they end up poisoning the well and uh, potentially hurting the entire morale of the team. So as sales leaders, for example, if you've got a bad apple on your team, that person has to be addressed and you have to revisit the purpose of why they're even there in the first place. And if they're having some trouble at home, then obviously you're going to address that accordingly. But if they just don't want to be there at the end of the day and they'd much rather point fingers and blame, then it's likely that uh, it's time for them to go. You know, maybe they're in the wrong industry now. You know, they've spent too much time doing X, Y, Z, and they need to go do A, B, C or something like that. Or, you know, yeah, I think you hit on something out there. It could be something going on personally in their life that you want to call them in and find out what's going on, right? That's right. And, you know, as a sales leader, you're there to serve your team ultimately. And when you're in touch with where they are in their heads and where they are in their lives, you might be able to help them more than you think. So just be cognizant of that. Be cognizant of where they are in their life and where they are on their path and whether or not they're really being worked to the best of their abilities. It just might not be a fit at the end of the day. And you have to be able to sort that out as the leader and get them on the right path and get them to where they can shine. Uh, you know, people go where they're celebrated, not where they're tolerated. So if you're that leader that's simply tolerating them, then that's a big, big problem on you. That's something you need to fix as the leader. Wow. Um, uh, it isn't often that a bad apple is someone that people look up to, is it? Well, Ralph, I don't want to pose everything negative here. You know, the idea of a bad apple is one that, that basically, you know, could, could suck the energy out of the people around him. So if that, that we get rid of a bad apple, let's say it's gone, what, what, what happens? How do you backfill that? How do you, how do you, you know, deal with the team and say, you know, Fred's not here anymore. So, so blankety, blankety, blank. What, how does that go? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, when you're in a leadership position and, and that happens and you get rid of the bad apple, it's only going to bolster your credibility and your rapport with your existing teammates, right? Because they clearly saw that the well was being poisoned and they saw a leader that actually took action and extracted the bad apple. So moving forward, the best way to proceed is to really focus on the collective strengths of the team as well as the strengths of each individual on the team. And when you focus on those strengths and you help the teammates focus on their own strengths, then you've got a really good, strong, positive collective effort. And 
there's no looking back at that point. And what's going to happen that's really good is they're going to attract the good apples because they'll, uh, their reputation will precede them as a team and only the best will start to get attracted to that team. And that's really what you want. That's when you know you're cooking. You know, I've seen it. I was at Cable and Wireless as a sales engineer at Cable and Wireless and an engineer um, uh, left, left the company. He was, uh, um, and he, he created um, a vacuum. And I, I moved into it. All of a sudden, I absorbed some of those accounts. I absorbed some of those responsibilities. And I had to go back in, into, into clients and kind of apologize for, I'm, I'm really sorry that Scotty, and I'm saving his name here, it's not Scotty, that, uh, that you know, Scotty, Scotty wasn't able to do those things for you. But I'm Mike, and I'm better. <laughs> um, and, uh, and frankly, I found out from, from clients out there that they were very happy as well, not just the internal team, but clients were very happy that the, that the bad apple is, uh, is now a, a shiny red little little thing there. Yeah, not surprising at all. I mean, that there's a ripple effect, right? It, it impacts three, four, five degrees outside of your circle. And when you're a bad apple, you're so caught up in yourself that you're not realizing at all the impact that you're having on so many different people and so many different groups negatively. So it's a, it's a, it's a sad reality. You know, just like just like anything, right? You prune the tree, um, you weed the garden, those sorts of things, and uh, you know, makes the rest of the garden all so much better, doesn't it? Um, yes. boy, Ralph, if you don't tend to the garden, the weeds will 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 take uh, take their spot. There you go, exactly, exactly. So, well, uh, hey, Ralph, this is a really nice topic. You know, every everything that we talk about um, ends on a positive note. So, the positive note here is, my gosh, all the other flowers around it all grow that much better because they're not don't have the oxygen sucked away from them, and the and the the cloud that was over there is now sun shining on everybody else, right? Amen, brother. Amen. Well, uh, Ralph Arcee of Achievers, Achievers.com. Thank you for being on the show doing expert segments. We're doing them all month here with you. I appreciate your friendship and your participation. I know our audience really enjoys hearing about the expert, Ralph Arcee. The feeling's mutual. Thank you, Mike. All right. Hey, this has been Rock the World with LinkedIn on WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for joining us. We're here every Monday with a new show and expert segments with folks like Ralph Arcee of Achievers. Help make our show even that much better. Thank you, Rob. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.